Welcome back in. Brittany Farkas show right here on this Wednesday, WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Joining me now, as he does every Wednesday at this time, Freddie Coleman. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Freddie, how are you? I'm good, brother Brady. How's everything with you and your world, my man? Everything is uh, everything is going okay. Let me ask you this. Would you rather get a colonoscopy or rewatch Patriots-Cowboys? Oh, the Cowboys fan, I'd rather rewatch that. So that's an <laughs> easy, easy answer as far as that goes. And as somebody who had a colonoscopy last year, believe me, it helped. But it hurts at the same time, I can promise you that. What do you mean as a Cowboys fan? Are you abandoning your Jets? Oh, no, no, no. I'm a fan of both of those teams because I was a Jets fan, still a Jets fan when I grew up in New York City. But I had a chance to become a Cowboys fan at the same time because Dwayne Thomas was on the Cowboys team when I was younger, and he spells his name the same way I spelled my middle name. So I had that kind of connection. And then when Roger Staubach started to get going on with the Dallas Cowboys and becoming the first Captain America – so I have an allegiance to both of those teams, and when they play each other, Brady, I'm root for either team. I just want to see a good game. All right, there you go. You said the other day on your show the Patriots are getting passed by in the modern NFL. What do you mean by that? Here's something that a lot of people don't want to admit about Bill Belichick, any great coach, that any great coach you have to find a way to change with the times. And, Brady, more than ever before in 21st century football, you can't just not have dudes to help out your quarterback or if you don't have a dude to quarterback and think that the Patriot way with guys drafted in the fifth, sixth, or seventh rounds will be able to override and overstate their pay grade and their, and their talent grade and their draft grade. And that's what I meant by that because we've seen that the last couple of years where Bill Belichick believes that Patriot way can go a long way and overcome modern football. Everybody in his division, they have a dude, either a quarterback or they have dudes on the outside. You look at Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, he's got Stephon Diggs, they draft Dalton Kincaid out of Utah in the first round. You look at the Miami Dolphins, even though they got blasted by the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, they got Tua Tungvalu on a 4 by 100 track team. Even though the Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson as a quarterback, they still have Garrett Wilson on the outside. You need at least one or two people that can threaten the defense or give the defensive coordinator nightmares. And right now the pages don't have that when it comes to modern football, modern offense in the NFL in the 21st century. Freddie, the way I talked about it on Monday, and I want kind of your opinion on this, there's obviously a lot of ways you can win in the NFL, right? And we see where quarterbacks take up a lot of a team's pie chart when it comes to money, right? So teams can win with an A quarterback and a C roster because the quarterback yeah. is so good. I feel like the Patriots yeah. are playing C quarterback, C roster, and that's why they're at where they're at right now. I'm 100% in agreement with you, Brady, because you can have C players, but you better have an A player on your football team that can at least have somebody to give them a chance to go pause when it comes to that. You look at the San Francisco 49ers right now. Although I don't say that Brock Purdy is a C quarterback now. I think he's graduated to a B quarterback, but going into the season, he was still a C quarterback. But you got an A wide receiver in Debo Samuel. you got an A offensive line in what they have. You have an A running back when it comes to Christian McCaffrey, and you have an A play call when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. So you've been able to not so much hide your quarterback, but protect your quarterback. And now we see Brock Purdy being able to step up and be more of a C quarterback and not just a game manager where he can make plays for his football team. If you're a New England Patriots, especially a loaded AFC, where it seems that any team that's can or believes they can contend for a championship has at least an A player. And you have an A player in your roster and out from the side of the ball. Each and every game you go into a game, you're essentially playing left-handed. And you can be the greatest coach in the world, but you don't have that right kind of personnel. There's only so much you can take that kind of team without that kind of talent that can level off opponents, especially in the AFC. It's very possible the Patriots have lost both Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon now for the year. Yeah. Um, that's going to certainly take a run at that defense. They're taking the 
take it on the Saints coming up on Sunday. Freddie, if they fall to one and four, I mean, are we talking about, look, it's not fire sale like baseball kind of stuff, but are we talking about the Patriots making trade deadline moves to acquire draft picks? Well, they may want to really by bringing in J.C. Jackson back to this football team because that was not working out the Los Angeles Chargers. And I don't think, Brady, that's going to be the last move they make if they're not able to beat the New Orleans Saints and avoid dropping down to one and four. More than ever before, especially if you don't believe that a team is going the way that you want, then you got to think about 2024 and you got to think about that bigger picture. And I know having that extra wild card and having a buy for the top teams in the NFC and AFC allows you to maybe dream a little bit longer. But if you're not able to do that, if you look at your team and say, this is who we are, and that's not going to work in this division, or that's not going to work to be a playoff team in the AFC, then you got to think about moves in 2024. And more than anything else, Brady, now you're going to find out who's going to buy in and who's going to check out. If you're Bill Belichick, you got a lot of eyes on guys that say to yourself, okay, I can rely on these guys that need to add better pieces with them next year. But if they're checking out on me, then we can't have those guys around in 2024. There's a lot of eyes on Bill Belichick as well. And I don't necessarily think that Bill the coach needs to be replaced because I think Bill the coach is good. But Bill the GM might need to be replaced. And I don't know how you go about having those conversations, Freddie. Yeah, that's a very fair point, Brady. But let, let's remember that Robert Kraft, the general manager, and so say the owner of the Patriots, he let it be known in the offseason that he was not going to put up with another another season which you don't make the playoffs. So he let it be known right away. Bill Belichick, legacy, coaching legacy, great coach, be damned. He's not going to stand for another playoff-less season when it comes to the New England Patriots. So he kind of put his head coach on blast from the standpoint of, yeah, what have you done for me lately? Just like the old Janet Jackson song. <laughs> and he said, I don't care who you are, but if we go through another playoff-less season, then we're going to have to really think about some smarter decisions to make sure if that's going to work for the Patriots going forward. And I'm not trying to put Bill Belichick in the hot seat as far as that goes. That's the last thing I think anybody should do. But that doesn't mean, Brady, that we can't have that conversation about him, especially – if he continues to think a page away is going to win and you're not surrounding your team the right kind of talent, then he may force Robert Kraft as an owner to make the kind of decision that a lot of people did not think in a million years that Robert Kraft would even think about making with the Patriots. Talk to me a little bit about the Saints. This is a team right now. Look, I think they're good, certainly defensively. Derek Carr has been banged up the last couple of weeks. We saw Jameis Winston last week. What is your thoughts on the Saints coming to town this Sunday? Well, the one thing that they'll have that they didn't have the first couple of weeks is that Alvin Kamara is back with his football team. And when you have a guy that can make so many different plays in your running and passing game, he's going to help out your quarterback. He's also going to help out your wide receivers when it comes to Mike Thomas on the outside. And, and also, we know he can play in Chris Olave. I think a lot of teams looked at the New Orleans Saints and said, well, until they're able to run the football, we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to stay back. And when they get their receivers, keep them short and rally to the football. Having Alvin Kamara back as a playmaker in both the past passing and running game is going to make the quarterback better. It's going to make the wide receivers better. But there's still a mess in the offensive line. They've had an awful, awful time running the football and trying to protect their quarterback. And you know the Patriots won't have Judon and Gonzalez. they still got guys that can make plays on the other side of the football. If they're able to kind of take charge early defensively, then you put the Orleans Saints in a situation where they don't want to be in the last second and third and longs, then that helps your defense and eventually helps your offense maybe get a short field and generate some points. That's better to deal with the Dallas Cowboys defense last week. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on DEV. Yesterday, or Monday, rather, was Celtics Media Day. And, Freddie, let me ask you how you're feeling about the Seas right now. In comes Drew Holiday. In comes Porzingis. Out goes Rob Williams, Grant Williams, Marcus Smart, and uh, and Malcolm Brogdon. Is this Celtics team uh, championship-worthy in your mind? 
they can get to the NBA Finals with this team that they have right here. I firmly believe that. I, I'll put the Bucks ahead of the Boston Celtics right now. The moves that they've been able to make, I think, are more playoff ready and playoff sustainable when it comes to the Boston Celtics. But that gap is not far between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, to be honest with you, Brady. You can fit a credit card, the kind of gap that's between both of those basketball teams. And the Boston Celtics learned anything from their run last year when they got to the Eastern Conference Finals and we saw what happened against the Miami Heat. If they've learned anything, is that it's not so much can you play defense, it's when you can get those stops. And right now they have at least three guys that's going to be very hard to get the basketball to the rim as defenders when it comes to Christoph Porzingis. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Having that kind of length on defense is going to bother a lot of smaller teams. But I can't wait to see exactly how they make this work because if they're able to do that, I firmly believe they will. Now you got to organize a Drew Holiday on both ends of the floor. you got a guy that can get guys in the proper spots that can run a basketball team. Getting him and having a future is now scenario, even though you don't want to lose Malcolm Brogdon, who was great as an NBA six man. But Drew Holiday, I've seen that guy make many plays in the playoffs. That's why I thought that gap that may have been a little bit larger before that trade got a lot smaller because, you know, Drew Holiday wants to show Milwaukee, you should not have moved on for me. And having championship experience is going to go a long way with a team like the Boston Celtics that really needs that in this basketball team right now. Some people crushed me for this yesterday, but I think the Celtics need to really value and take the regular season seriously because I want to see them get the number one seed and I know it's if you just get in anything can happen and whatever talent will win out but I think they need to to get the number one seed Freddie I don't want to see them plot along and have to make adjustments and be you know 10 and 7 and then be 12 and 11 I just want to see them come out from the start and have this thing figured out because I think having the number one seed is important in an increasingly talented Eastern Conference I'm with you. And to back up your point, look at the Denver Nuggets last year. Maybe the Denver Nuggets don't have that run in the playoffs that they didn't have the number one seed in the Western Conference because we saw and heard what that crowd sounded like in the Western Conference Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. And then also in the NBA Finals versus the Miami Heat. We saw exactly having that home court advantage and having that as a failsafe. It just makes you feel that you earned the right. Now you got to defend that right of being the top team in the conference. I'm with you 100% because I know a lot of people try to minimize the regular season. Ask any team that did not have home court advantage in a playoff series and had to play a game seven on the road, how that worked out for them. More often than not, it does not work out for you. Look at what happened with the Philadelphia 76ers, where they had a 3-2 lead. They lose that home court advantage in game six. And what did that Boston crowd sound like in game seven? They were medieval, and it completely unnerved the Philadelphia 76ers. It made James Harden be not Jimmy playoff, but non-Jimmy playoff once again. Joel B was too banged up. That home energy of that crowd was fantastic. So I'm 100% with you on that one. When you have home court advantage more than ever before, especially in the NBA, it does make a difference if you got a team that's going to deliver on that energy, especially in Boston, you know the crowd's going to bring that energy in a potential Game 7. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio. Uh, I always, I, I, I'm going to keep saying Freddie and Fitzsimmons in my head a million times, but it's Freddie and Harry, so now on ESPN Radio. Freddie, be well. We will catch up again next week. Oh, it's a pleasure, brother Brady. Take care, my friend.